Hello, Jonathan. How are you, Mike? I'm well. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. It was my first day Excellent. working as an assistant librarian in my kids' elementary school. <laughs> how was the first day? How was the first day of school for you then? Really, the big win was that I passed my criminal record check with flying colors. <laughs> didn't even have to study for the test, and I had forgotten how complex the Dewey Decimal System is. So my wife's been doing it for it a couple of years. Real... It's a ringer. And you learned and you learned nothing from her. You sort of went in went in fresh, or did you, or do you feel like being with her has given you that edge that you needed? Well, I feel like I had proper context for some of the wild card kids in the school. So when a child would identify themselves, I would think, "Oh, okay, I've got your number, buddy." I don't know. It's very naive to exactly assume that because they're a group of kids that they're all going to be just little dolls, but as in any group of people, some are kind of shifty, some are dishonest, some are sweet, some are funny. Sounds so obvious, but that was reinforced. How how old are your kids? Nine and seven, two little girls. How about you? I have a seven-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. Uh, Interesting. And my, my, son has, my son has recently, as of this weekend took his library card from me at the Halifax public library and said, I have to go put a book on hold. And I was like, okay, okay. I love what, it. what are you going to do? And, uh, he apparently has a book on hold. He won't tell me which one it is. And he also took out a book on, on Minecraft coding. Love he's it. Relatively excited about. Yeah. It is really interesting how much when they get to that stage where they're kind of like, Hey, I'm going to do something. And you're like, Oh, Okay. I guess I know and go do my that. Friend, and my ahead. friend Jeremy Taggart said, um, whatever they're into, dive in. And it's been easier with some activities that they're into than others. You know, like I, I didn't really take to slime the way they did and the way <laughs> a lot of parents have had to. But my seven year old yeah. for her birthday wanted a typewriter and she really wanted oh, wow. to get into typing stories and letters and she's kind of a songwriter and she has a great imagination so i found one on kijiji yeah. and her aunt got her a wax seal so she will type wow. little letters and stories and then seal them with her own personal wax seal and i just love that's pretty the amazing tactile retroness of that that's really interesting it, it's my my son is uh my son has recently decided it's funny when you say like diving in i've, I've always been kind of a a bit of a helicopter parent who was like, oh, we can't do that. We can't do that. You got to be safe. Everything has to be. And, um, and then my son the other day said, I want to make video games. And I was like, well, that's really hard. And you, and you can't, uh, cause you're seven. Uh, and then I just was like, okay, well actually let's see what you could do. So we ended up going to the library and he ended up learning a little bit about coding and he's looking at these videos and okay, I need to learn this and learn this. And it's funny how much when we kind of, get out of the way a little bit we find like oh you're really good at these things uh okay well that's fine that has been the single biggest life lesson i've learned living just outside of Truro, where i do because my wife's family is from there and my father-in-law and i on paper are very different people he's very hands-on and um you know worked in the farm machinery business his whole life and i would say i have no skills in that arena and the big <laughs> lesson that i've learned from him is not knowing how to do something 
doesn't prevent him from trying and getting to peek behind the curtain and learn, wait a sec, he doesn't know how this is going to end. He's never done this before, but that doesn't stop him from diving in. That has been a huge life lesson for me. So I have, I've tried more both through my kids and through his inspiration in the last five or six years than I've ever done. There's, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of things lately. And, and one of the things that, you know, it's funny, like we're on the podcast today, but last week, my kids all of a sudden on the way home were like, can we make a podcast? And I was like, sure. yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. And so I literally just handed them uh, my phone hooked up like a, a decent mic to it that we've got at home. I'm talking to you today on the, uh, on a, a little bit of a walk, it's a little louder, but uh, ended up just sort of handing the microphone. I was like, okay, I'm going to go make supper. Uh, there's the button for record. There's the button for stop. Let's see what you come up with. And the, the stuff that they create, you're like, I definitely didn't think that this was going to go as well as it did. Like I really expected like just a lot of fart noises, uh, right. some fighting, um, and instead, you know, my son, my son basically was like, I'm here with my friend, you know, and says it's his sister's name. And is like, uh, and I, I've got some questions for you about this. What do you think about basketball? And Amazing. she's just like, well, I'm four. I know nothing about basketball, but here's what I can tell you about <laughs> life in general. Um, and it was pretty awesome. How much of it was their personalities and how much of it was them aping other kind of interview scenarios they've seen? Would you say? I, I, you know what? It's really funny because my son really has like he he sort of was the 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 instigator in this sort of conversation, and my, my daughter was like my daughter just kind of follows whatever it is that he wants to do, but he's never actually heard me record a podcast previously, and he's never from from what I can tell he's never really listened to a podcast. He's listened, you know, he's seen a YouTube video here and there, but it sort of came out of this idea of like, I've mentioned to him what a podcast was. And he was just kind of like, that doesn't sound that hard. I feel like I could do that. Um, (laughs) And and he's right. He he put on this really, and and he's, it's, it's really not. (laughs) Um, But he put on this really, the thing that I found most interesting is that instead of just him talking in his normal voice, like you've got a professional voice and you've got your own voice. Um, he put on this like pro voice all of a sudden. Amazing. Like it wasn't like when it, when I listened back to it, I was like, that's not you. That's like broadcaster you. Where did you do this? And he's like, I don't know. I just did. So there. Funny. Cause my yeah. girls have been toying with the idea of a YouTube channel. So we've, shot a few videos but haven't uploaded them yet and they immediately default to hey guys if you get a chance like and subscribe like what what are you even <laughs> saying for the longest time it was subscribe with a v because they kind of didn't have yeah. the word nailed down but this hey guys like that is from every set of hands you've ever seen open a kinder egg on the internet and from every family yeah. vlog you've ever watched they really are. My, my favorite from this particular, um, from this episode was when my daughter was telling what she knew about basketball. She said, uh, winning and having fun. Yeah. And I was like, that's basically, that's all your dad knows about basketball Jack. too. So, yeah. uh, and then, and then her brother whispered to her, uh, sportsmanship, which I thought was really nice. sweet. 
but she did not pronounce that correctly. She came back oh, with dear. sportsman shit yeah. and laid like a real heavy emphasis on on the shit portion uh, Perfect. of the show. It was, it was pretty amazing. And then I actually... That's the so part, Monto, I had that, not considered. It, I, there's a lot of things I hadn't considered, as you can... I mean, as you know, being a dad. There's a lot of things that you're like, yep, didn't, didn't see this coming at all. Uh, never even once thought that that was something that you would do. Um, but I'll tell you something I in those moments the with the library card and the typewriter, those are little moments where you think, you know what, for today, for this moment, it's working. <laughs> everything is really small wins. Everything is like yeah. nothing has, you know, my, my wife used to, uh, I was, I was home with the kids full time for the first, uh, about six years and then was sort of working on the side, doing my own projects. And, uh, like when my wife came home and was like, how was today? I would be like, they're both in bed. And that is so good. Or like I That's ate the a vegetable and that and we're, everything is good now because they ate a vegetable. Speaking of eating, you, you and I have never actually met, but I, no, we, not. I briefly, uh, I briefly had a, uh, a bone to pick with you. Uh, in the a very early bone. 1990s, a chicken, a, a boneless chicken bone, if you will. Uh, I attended uh, Clayton Park Junior High, and we were we were really excited to be chosen for Street Sense to get to taste, be one of the first people to taste popcorn chicken, and do sort of a taste test, and we you know cut it open and saw if there was any chicken in it and all that kind of stuff. Just so um, I have all the information, were you there circa Joel Plaskett or after? I was there just. Uh, just after Joel Plaskett. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I was still so on Street I, I was Sense there, when this happened. You were still on Street Sense when this happened. I think you were, though, transitioning to... You, you were, I think, just at the tail end of being on the show. You, you were sort of the grown-up on the show at this point. You're like, I'm going to go do something else now. But, but you were there, and it was one of the... Number one, I, everyone in my class was actually really excited to meet you. Uh, nice. And you were not the uh, the correspondent that came, so there was a and I forget who it was that came, but there was a, like a general level of disappointment. Oh, that's And then bad. we ate popcorn chicken, and there was a much greater sense of disappointment. Uh, <laughs> right. In, Twenty in minutes what, after in what popcorn chicken. Did. Twenty minutes after, we we're like, I, I, I'm glad that that Jonathan's not here because you don't I, buy I popcorn chicken; you just rent um, it, as the old saying goes. <laughs> as, as they say in the almanac of the time. So I, I, I have a question for you because our, our podcast is all about potato chips. You, you enjoy potato chips, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, and, and incidentally, in kind of a full circle moment, the, the reason I knew it was time to leave Street Sense, because the audience was cyclical, so I was there for seven years, and every yeah. couple of years you'd get the same questions from this new fresh crop of viewers. The third time right. I did the Deer Street Sense, why is there so much air and chip bag story? That's where I was like, you know what? It's time for someone else to tell this tale. Um, in Street Sense terms, all the grams are there. If you weigh it, it's strictly so that they don't break in transit, by the way. That's the answer to the yeah. pressing question. I have been a potato chip enthusiast, first of all, because I'm from Prince Edward Island. Secondly, because oh, when potatoes. I played hockey... In, you know, 1970, whatever that was, at the Sherwood Sportsplex, yeah. I often got there an hour plus before we went on the ice. 
and I would get a bag of ketchup chips to eat while I was waiting for the rest of my team to show up because I lived closest to the rink. I was excited to play right. hockey. I'd be the first guy in the door. And so to this day, when I walk in a hockey rink, my mouth starts to water and I have whatever, There's whatever that is, scent memory or, yeah, there really is yeah. the ketchup chips. So I moved on from ketchup chips to ripple chips kind of in my teenage years and 20s. Now I'm more of a salt and vinegar guy. Interesting. So when you when you went to Ripple Chips, did you go to like plain ruffles or did you go to like a particular flavor? Yeah, just kind of plain, like... plain ruffles. Didn't want anything that would, um, you know, uh, give me terrible breath. Um, I had or a bit of an unfortunate fingers, New Year's Eve yeah. on mesquite crunchers. So mesquite flavor is still not an option for me. But yeah. in life and in chips, I'm kind of a traditionalist. I, I don't want a fried egg on my burger. And I don't want poutine or Swiss chalet potato chips. I'm kind of like the original sex. I, 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 it's funny. In a, in a burger, I'm, I'm sort of the same way. My, my favorite sort of burger in Halifax is a, is a spot called Crave Burger. And yeah, I kind of like them because Flipful. they do have some specialty stuff. But, but it, yeah, uh, no Craves on um, Spring Garden. Relish. Oh, yeah, okay. Flipful. Yeah, Relish, right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. Where the Blockbuster yeah. used to be. Um, Exactly. Uh, in the days of yore. Um, yeah. So we, but Crave, they just, my favorite thing to do is just get a relatively plain burger from them because you're like, burgers are good and we don't really need to do a whole lot. And I, I generally feel the same thing about potato chips. I'm actually like an original recipe um, kettle chip or a plain ruffles or like something that's just like, look, I, I like potato. I like salt. I like oil. I don't really need, you know, anything too crazy. I've never liked ketchup chips. With the exception of the Union Square Cafe in New York that serves house-made, warm, garlic potato chips on the side of a sandwich, I, I, I really just want something that's plain and familiar in a bag. But sandwich with chips on the side, I feel like that's such a veteran move, and I do it whenever, whenever it's possible. I don't really like kettle chips. I'm not a Miss Vicky's guy. Which brings me like to which brings me to my conspiracy. Well I, I kind of feel like the only argument for Miss Vicky's is that in theory they're better for you. A little better for you. But if I'm gonna fall off the wagon, I wanna fall hard and I wanna like I right. won't stop till the bag is gone. This is my conspiracy theory. Yeah, I, Sometime in the last six months, salt and vinegar chips have stopped being available in airports. Lay's stopped delivering salt and vinegar chips because the odd time, maybe if I'm going somewhere really far, I'll have like a Ryan diet on the plane and I want to hit yeah. pocket a bag of salt and vinnies to pound with me. You cannot find them. Yeah. You can find Miss Vicky's, but no more Lay's. And I'm, I wonder why. That's interesting. I, my, I always describe the reason I don't eat salt and vinegar chips as I don't want to know if I have any cuts on the inside of my mouth. Um, <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm pretty comfortable. I'm, I'm basically like I, I've been, <laughs> I'm a little gun shy. Um, so you're comfortable I, with the, the layers like, of skin on your tongue. You don't want to lose any. Yeah. 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 I, I like, I That's feel fair. like I've, I've built those up. It's like the callus of a guitar player. Uh, I've, I've kind of put it all in place and I, and I don't feel like I need to, to do that. But, um, I, I, I've never liked ketchup chips. I, it's funny, the sandwich thing, I'm actually a huge fan of 
Lay's classic potato chips, which I normally don't. That's not not normally. I normally like like ruffles or something like that. But Lay's classic, the like cellophane thin uh, yellow bag. Chips. Yep. Yellow bag, yeah. That which is actually Lay's highest selling potato chip. Um, is it just chef. which always surprises me? But just just literally just like give us potato. But I what I really like to do with those is stuff them down the side of a hot dog. Oh and so wow! So like on the sort of on each side of the hot dog, you sort of get like a little bit of crunch and a little, and that's my. There was someone as a kid who like some literally strange child in like grade five that was like, you know what you should do, and everyone was like, we don't. And then uh, now that's become sort of my go-to move uh, when I'm having a hot dog. The yeah. most um, like offside chip party move I've ever witnessed, and I bucked and resisted, but then I was all in. I was doing a TV show in rural Texas for six weeks, and it was the it was a town of 700 people. It had nine churches, and every Friday night they had 2,500 people there for Friday Night Lights high school football. And yeah, at the games, yeah. they served something called Frito Pie, which was a little tiny bag of Fritos corn chips, scoop of chili, hand bomb some shredded cheddar on it, stick a plastic fork in it, and hand you this warm diaper of deliciousness. <laughs> and it was the most outrageous, decadent, delicious, unexpected combo of sensations i'd ever experienced before or since frito my wife pie. is a is a pathfinder my i've never had frito pie but my wife is a uh, pathfinder like girl guide ranger leader and they regularly do um a a taco in a bag which is you yes, take a bag of doritos do. you throw in some ground beef and some cheese you shake it up and then you basically oh my just gosh. dream for a while it's like it, it's the first time she explained it, I was like, so like hot beef and cheese, and you just throw that in a bag of chips? And my wife, who's oh. a vegan naturopathic doctor, was like, yes. And I was like, I, I'm so happy I married you. That's You're the OG skip the dishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, I don't need, I just need, and you, you, know, you just fry it up, throw it all in. Um, well, there's it, something it, about I've this Frito pie. It was colder in Texas so than I thought. And it was warm on the hands, and it was warm on the throat and stomach, and it was delicious, and you, you could not hoover it fast enough. I've, for some reason, since the salt and like are not available in the airport, been hand-bombing Doritos. Doritos? So what, what is your favorite Doritos flavor? Just like nacho cheese, whatever that ranch bag is. I don't want any ranch flavor of anything ever. Red is, I believe... Uh, and and I, I, I've become more of a pro at this in the last like six months of doing this. But red is, I believe, zesty cheese. Yeah, that uh, sounds right. Orange is nacho cheese. Um, okay, so zesty cheese then. The, that's the move for me. The only one that I'm like throw that into the sea. I don't want any of it. Is the bold barbecue? Like they're purple. Yeah, bags. I don't You're want any like, of that. This isn't. Don't don't do this. Um, and I will say that I had a. Puckering experience. Um, are you a dip guy? Do you like dips for your chips, or are you like a plain purist? Well, it's the same with um, like frozen yogurt. You know, at those places where you can get all kinds of toppings. If you start with yeah. blueberry cheesecake as your base and then put a bunch of candy on it, it's awful. So I feel like your canvas. If you're going to dip, your canvas has to be bare. I don't want to dip 
It has to be chips. You have to dip a plain chip, and then I'd be into like sour cream and so, onion dip. Sour cream and onion. So I'm a big like Philadelphia cream cheese dips, like the onion. I remember as a kid. I actually remember as a kid going when I went to. We went to rival schools, you and I. So yours is now an empty field, and mine is a parking lot slash community garden. Um, wow, you went to QE. I did go to QE. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and when we go buy it now, my son is like, is that where you went to school, where those garden boxes are? And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And they're over there at the other school. It's, it's a really weird, uh, it's really strange. But when I was a kid, we would go to, uh, we'd go to Blockbuster on Quimpool, and they had like a deal that was like six movies for six nights for 10 bucks if they were old releases. Great. So we would just grab like a bunch of those, a bag of plain potato chips, and a, and a tub of uh, Philadelphia onion dip. And that was like a typical like Friday or Saturday with me and my friends. Did but you say I, typical I or I, did I just hear that? <laughs> I did not say typical that time, <laughs> but that is going to be obviously a catchphrase moving forward. Obviously. Um, typically, what's your move? <laughs> typically, I kind of uh, do this. <laughs> so... Um, but we would we get these things. So I, I kind of got used to like plain chips, Philadelphia dip. Then I got into this thing where I was like, you know what? Let's go crazy. Like sort of late 20s. I was like, life is short. Just do some insane things. And so it would be like a zesty Doritos with dip. Just wow. to see like what would happen. And generally, generally great things didn't happen. Because it's kind of hats on hats. That I ever tried. It's basically like, is that guy wearing a cowboy hat and then he's got a Blue Jays hat on top of it? Right. You're like, oh, yeah, no, he is. That's that's unfortunate. Um, and so, but the worst one I ever tried was I tried Dill Pickle Explosion Doritos wow. uh, with, dill, with Dill Pickle Philadelphia Dip. And sort of all this, it just canceled this, itself out. It comes out of your, you just pucker. No, you just pucker like, pucker like you've never puckered before in your whole entire life. Um, oh, I kind of like imagine it would be like taking Dayquil, but then chasing it with Nyquil, and then you just end up kind of the same. <laughs> it definitely did not make me feel the same. I felt changed as a person uh, right. after after having this particular bad. One. But yeah, I did you ever did you ever try like so so actually here's a question I had for you. If J Rock had a potato chip, like his own signature brand of potato chip, what what would be the flavor profile of that potato chip? Like what what does what what is he rocking, as it were? Hey everybody. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Tea North. Tea North are a Halifax-based iced tea company. They make a sugar-free, delicious iced tea with no artificial sweeteners. I don't know how it tastes so good because I've been taught that everything that tastes that good should have sugar or some kind of weird chemicals in it. It doesn't have either of those things. It's organic. You can pick it up at a couple of local shops or at teanorth.ca. Do yourself a favor. Check it out. Well, as I stall coming up with an answer to that question, I would like to just shine a light on the importance of potato chips in Trailer Park Boys overall, because Mike Plattenberg, the creator of the show, for some reason has this very 
unique sense of humor. And um, I was using this example last week. We shoot a scene, say, between Randy and Ricky, and it was really funny. And then Mike would say, let's do yeah. it again, but give Randy a bag of sour cream and onion chips. And Ricky's trying to get the bag <laughs> of chips from him the whole time, but the words stay the same. Let's just play that physicality. And it would take a scene from, like, pretty funny to outrageous tears so, like, streaming down way your face over... There just is something funny best... about chips for some reason. There's, uh, it's funny. One of the best, um, I, I used to, I don't do it as much anymore with the kids. We'll probably start this year, but I used to go to the Buskers Festival on the waterfront quite a bit. And there was a, an improv comedy troupe one time called the Three Canadians. And they, they would just do the, you know, your typical improv things like tell a story, but only one word at a time or, yeah. you know, you're someone else's hands, all the, all the kind of typical things. But they did this one time where they, they told a one-word story blindfolded on a stage of mousetraps. Uh, wow. With their just barefoot. Oh, my uh, and gosh. And so they're, they're walking along, and it, it creates this, like, tension and hesitance to, like, every word. Because what they would do is if you came up with a word, you had to take a step. And so it was this constant, like, oh, God. And it added, like, every story became the most terrorizing and tension-filled story you'd ever had. So it's like the exact antithesis of Clattenburg's potato chip rule. I'm like, we can make funny. this funnier by adding potato chips, and you're like, you can make this scarier by just making them step on mousetraps all the time without knowing. That's my worst nightmare, by the way. Um, I would mouse say traps. J-Rock chip, yeah, I, I have a long-standing, uh, completely irrational fear of mice. Has nothing to do with chips. So not traps. Yeah. Um, well, I, I mean, it's safe to assume if there are traps around that there might have to be because there are mice around. So I associate one with the other. Right. Yeah. Um, I would say J-Rock's yeah. a flash in the pan, which might be an indicator as to what kind of chip he would like. I would also say he's overconfident and underqualified. So that would lead right. me to believe it would probably be like one of the newer chips in existence. Like the kind of Swiss Chalet chip that thinks just because it's a Swiss Chalet chip, that's enough to make it get traction. Not unlike Jerry Seinfeld says, even for me, I get 90 seconds of goodwill from the audience. After that, whatever I'm saying better be funny. I kind of feel the same way about a Swiss Chalet chip that comes out, you know, chest puffing, thinking that because the brand is something people like, that'll be enough to make the chips good. I don't necessarily believe that's the case. I think it still has to taste good. I have a question um, for you on that exact subject. Number one, you, you've obviously eaten at Swiss Chalet. Yes. Yeah, what time is it now? I'm number two, Sunday. have you... <laughs> Perfect. So number two, ha... did you actually try the Swiss Chalet potato chips? I did not. I don't use the sauce. I don't use the dipping sauce when I'm there. So the idea of a chip that's reminiscent of that dipping sauce seems like I could already tell you that I wouldn't enjoy that. Right. Are you a sauce guy? I'm a big sauce guy. um, And I I really thoroughly enjoy the Swiss Chalet sauce. And it was, it was a mistake. I had very high hopes. I am like the kid who like every Christmas thinks there's a chance he's going to get a pony. But, like, right. with potato chips. Like, every new right. thing, I'm like, this is probably going to be amazing. And then you open it up, and you're like, this is 
This is god awful. I tried the uh, flaming hot nacho Doritos, and if you have a couple days off uh, and an air freshener, uh, this is probably the potato chip for you. Gross. Um, it, 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 it was. We 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 play board games every night. A bunch of every Thursday night, a bunch of friends of mine, mostly just a bunch of dads, who were like, "Hey, we're sad. We should kill things with the board." <laughs> um, and so and so we we usually have like a few bags of chips, six of us, all real big guys, and uh, we ate three quarters of one of those bags, and then everyone just went, "Yeah, we're we're fine. That was we're dumb. Just, we're just gonna stop." It was. So when was the idea. last? Um, kind of new flavor of chip that you tasted that you were like, you know what? I, I get it. Um, what, I had a really strange experience. So one of the things I've done recently is I have bought potato chips that I have expected to not like, because I feel like as part of the experience of what I'm trying to do, I should be more knowledgeable about chips. Um, yeah. so I should try a few things that maybe I haven't tried in a long time. So I've, I've tried salt and vinegar. It turns out I still hate them. Uh, I've tried ketchup. Turns out I'm not a huge fan, mostly because it has nothing to do with ketchup. The the most recent one that I tried that I was really, really surprised that was any good at all is I tried uh, Covered Bridge Unsalted. Huh. It's literally just potato and oil, and I thought that would taste like potato, um, which... You know, generally, I think we invented half the condiments on the planet in order to cover potato with something. And it's fantastic. It's like super simple, really, really good. So what does it taste like? Yeah, that was the last one. It's it's a very, it is oily. So if you don't like kettle chips, uh, you, you might not like this because it has that sort of like crunchy, oily kind of texture to it. But it just, it has a really strong... Uh, potato flavor, but not overly like starchy. Like it doesn't taste like an undercooked potato, which is kind of what I was anticipating. Um, it just it's a it's an oil delivery system uh, directly into your abdomen, <laughs> uh, and it's it's pretty tasty. When I met my wife, she combined a couple of cereals, and that was the most outrageous concept I had never considered. And you see it more nowadays in like the Chicago mix of the world and things like that. Covered Bridge had a, for lack of a better term, like leftovers, like a bag with like every single kind of chip they make in it. Did you try those? So you might get a so bite of barbecue. Two and, of them, I think. Yeah. Have, is that what Storm, Storm Chips are? Chips, which I think is the one you're. Yeah, that's the one you're thinking of. Storm Chips for me are like a mild all dressed. Right. Like you're basically like all dressed. I'm basically, I'm not keen for it. Cause I'm like, Oh, so you put salt and vinegar and whatever you had left over onto this chip. Right. Um, and it just doesn't swept really, off the floor. Really it. Yeah. Just literally scrape this all into a bag. You've got a conveyor belt that just sweeps all the garbage into this bag. And then you call it all dressed and nobody outside Canada will purchase it. So, um, there's that, but, uh, the storm chips aren't bad. They're just really like, it's kind of what you said about like when you, when you take those flavors, you take like blueberry cheesecake, frozen yogurt, and you add this and you add this, you just get to the point where you're like, I don't, I can't identify any flavor. Yeah. Like it just tastes like a mess. Um, there has to be the a one dominant that was really, chef. really surprising. Yeah. It, 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 you're kind of like, I, I don't understand. The one that was really surprising that did this well was Doritos had a 
chip that they put out called late night nachos. Huh. That actually tasted like not it tasted like a hundred percent if you were like I went to uh, you know, Freeman's and got nachos and this is what that thing tasted like. Uh it was like really surprising and really good because most of the time, like I have a friend that works for Lay's and whenever they have a new flavor out, I'm like, Hey, I tried your honey Dijon uh, you know, potato chip and he's like, What did you think? And I was like, Well, it tastes like this potato chip you already had and it didn't taste like this or it didn't taste like this. And this is one of the first ones where I was like, this is exactly, I, I decided to ramp it up a bit by making nachos out of their late night nachos uh, brand. Whoa. So throw a little bit of cheese, throw a little bit of onion. And uh, I messed it up. It didn't, uh, it wasn't. That there wasn't are so the many way ways to, to make a living. A friend of mine used to work at a flavor farm where that was their job. Like, okay, <laughs> we're coming out with whatever winter night gum. And her job was like, yeah. no, B doesn't taste like a winter night. It's so subjective. Whoa. It's really weird. There is One of the things you can do, actually, if you go to the Covered Bridge factory uh, in New Brunswick, they will make you a bag of chips, like a bag of fresh chips uh, in this little paper bag, and then they just set you free on their like flavor wall. And you can just basically throw in whatever you want and make your own flavor. And I've had a few friends that did it. I haven't done it yet. I've had a few friends that did it that were like, I got carried away. Um, and I made a mess. <laughs> and, then, and then I've had a few friends that were like, oh, I made uh, bacon, mac, and cheese. And it was the greatest thing you could ever imagine. Oh, my gosh. Like, oh, I know what I'm doing on March. Incredible. Break. Obviously, right? Where's the I covered really bridge factory? I my son can't eat potatoes. Uh, it is... where It's in New Brunswick. I feel like... <laughs> I'll find uh, it. It's whatever town has the covered bridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I think right. it's located there. Um, <laughs> and yet I have no idea what town that is. Um, it's not. But uh, we, we've, yeah, we, we haven't done it yet. The, the awful part is that my son is intolerant to potatoes. How did you uh, find that out? Literally... And is that common? So my, my, as I said, my wife is a naturopathic doctor. Um, and she does a test called Carol food test or a food intolerance test. And it is a test that tests, it's a blood test that looks for enzymes and then basically says, well, you don't have the right enzyme to break down this particular food. So my wife and I and our daughter are all dairy and sugar intolerant. And I sort of deal with it. My wife has the willpower of a saint, so she never eats anything that's not perfect. Um, and I sort of complain about indigestion and then she's like what did you and i'm like that's not important let's just continue on right <laughs> um but my son my sons are really complicated my sons are potato soy and sugar uh which means like anything that is produced on the planet he can't really eat and he can have a little bit it's not like an allergy where he's going to die he has had potato chips he is still as far as i know without having any calls from the school alive um but yeah so he and my daughter, who is four, will regularly just look at him and say, I can eat potato chips. Aw. Um, so salt is how you because party can. because you can't have sugar. It's true. Salt is, yeah, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons that potato chips are such a big thing for me is, like, I can have a bag of, you know, plain potato chips with salt and, like, tons of salt, and it, and it works perfectly, and I'm not supposed to have sugar. 
And when I do have the other ones, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that's why uh, I don't feel good at all. Does um, your wife, the naturopath, yeah, have it, ch- uh, chips? She will. Um, there are a few flavors that she really likes. Um, I discovered mistakenly that she actually really likes uh, Miss Vicky's original recipe. She, as I said, she normally has the willpower of a saint. Uh, and yet, for some reason, she was like, if you do not take this bowl away, uh, I'm going to eat every single one of these chips. Love it. So she'll eat chips, but she'll, I mean, the stuff she eats is like amazing. Like every day she's like, uh, you know, I, I ate all of my daily requirements for all of the necessary things and I feel wonderful. And I'm so like, I don't know why lap. I'm so tired. All I ate was cheesies. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a little bit problematic. Where do you well, stand I don't on Pringles? Pringles. Uh, I'm troubled by what Pringles forces me to do to actually get to the chips. Yeah. Like, I think they're, a, they're an okay chip. Uh, I recently tried Pringles Grooves, which are now they have, like, a ridged um, Pringle that is actually not that bad. Um, I don't know. But my big thing is, like, what kind of child's hands can fit inside this tube to get to it? So then you're just dumping a tube of – it's just – it seems like a lot of work. It's messy. I, I, yeah. It's very messy. And every time I'm just like, well, I'll just pour a little, I'll pour one chip out and you just pour crumbs onto your, onto your lap. And then it's just, it's just being like, oh, I can't, oh, I can't do this. Are you familiar with the way of making a bowl out of a bag of potato chips? No, this is a game changer. Um, if you take a bag of potato chips, and you open them just slightly at the top so that you let out some of the air uh, used for packaging, as you're aware, and then fold up the bottom, like those little, like the poke out pieces at the bottom that turn into a rectangle. If you fold yeah. those actually up and sort of push the whole thing up, it makes this like stable container that will then sit on a table. And ah. then you just open it the rest of the way and they'll just stand straight up. How do I, I not know this? During WrestleMania at a friend's place, I, I was at a friend's place. My friend, we were all we went all over for WrestleMania because he's a big wrestling fan, and his uh, fiance just came by and did this to all the bags of chips that we were manhandling, and we were like, "Wow, she's magic!" How did what you is know, she ravine? And uh, <laughs> she basically is like presto. She's got a cape. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, I love that. It's like the baffle yeah, with I, Tim Hortons cups. You can push the little. Um, thing that you snap open, push it down into your coffee or tea, and then it won't spill. Ah, love those little life yeah, hacks. I'm a McDonald's guy for coffee. I, I'm a yeah, solid people are. coffee guy over to work. We, we uh, yeah, I just I prefer it because it, it mostly just has coffee in it, and there's less other stuff. Um, there's, there's remember the rumor when yeah. we were kids that there was nicotine in Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah, that's what made it so addictive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a different time. And you're like, no, it's it, you know what made it addictive? It's coffee. Uh, yeah, it it actually is just coffee, and it costs a nickel, and you can buy it everywhere. Uh, that's what that's what makes it so addictive. Um, My knock against Tim Hortons is that I feel like it should stay in its own lane. I don't want a Southwest chicken wrap from Tim Hortons. You don't want chicken tenders and a poutine from? No, I don't. Uh, from Tim Hortons, or you don't want a the, salad. Timbit salad? What are you even doing? Just stop. Well, now I kind of want a Timbit salad. Yeah, me too. I mean, part. I mean, just to, just to <laughs> try it. 
I, I love that you asked one question on your list of questions to ask me, and here we are at the end. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that we did with this is that I generally just want to have, like, conversations with people. And some people, like, you're used to having conversations with people, so it kind of becomes you, whereas some people are like, can you ask me another potato chip question so that we can speak right. words? Um, so I, I am perfectly happy with where this conversation went. Me too. Uh, I, really I do want to wrap up like the conversation because chips I... Chips were the line, and the, the clothes were really unexpected and interesting. Every episode, uh, I'll, I'll send you a link to like the first episode we recorded. We actually, we had a guy who, he's a, a productivity expert from the States that I've, I've become friends with. And at one point he goes, I think I go, have to go talk to my therapist about some of the things that we've like uncovered <laughs> through how and why I eat potato chips. And that, that's been my big thing with this. I, I, I'll, I'll briefly tell this to you because I think you'll find it interesting. I have a bunch of other podcasts and I do podcast consulting and that kind of stuff. And I literally woke up from a dream one night where I had this podcast called chip off the old block. And I was like, that's really funny that I dreamt about a potato chip podcast. Ha ha ha. And basically Twitter was like, no, ha ha ha. You have to go make that now. Um, and that's how I ended up making this podcast. And it's been the most incredible experience. It's exactly uh, what this yeah. format and forum is for. Yeah. Because people can choose their own experience and adventure. And this is something that everyone has strong feelings about. Exactly. I mean, basically, yeah. and the first people that talked to me about it said, how are you going to talk about chips for 30 minutes? And I was like, have you ever had me. a conversation about chips that has been less than 30 minutes? Like, it's, there's, there's no way. Um, so I, I do have to get back to work and I, I know you've got lots to do today as well, but I do want to thank you very, very much for being on the show. My um, pleasure. And is uh, now a great time to share yeah, that my new podcast, you. um, let the chips fall where they may is premiering next week. <laughs> it's a rival potato chip time, podcast. Uh, to do that. I, I actually, the, one, one thing funny about that is that when I, I launched this and then was like, Oh, I wonder if this is anywhere else already. Like, I wonder if there's anyone who has it. And I couldn't find a potato chip podcast, but there's a guy in Bedford, like a 10 minute walk from where I work, who has an Instagram account called Chip Quips. That's like a comedy centered, uh, like mini oh Instagram podcast gosh. about potato chips. And I was just like, this is insane that you're like 20 feet away from me talking about potato chips at the same time. It's an ether. It's how one uh, studio comes I, out with ants and the other comes out with a bug life in the same summer. Exactly. And then I reported him for bad content on Instagram, hoping that he'll get it shut down. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, I don't want to have that sort of thing. But uh, Well, thank you very much, Jonathan, and have yourself a great day. Enjoy a bag of chips. And uh, My pleasure. Yeah, great chat. Thanks for being on the show. You too, man. Talk to you. Take care, man. Bye. Hey, everybody. Unless you're a huge audiophile or a sucker for punishment, there's probably a pretty good chance that you don't want to edit your own podcast. So I'm here to talk to you very quickly about another option. My podcast is brought to you by Oak Studios. That's okestudios.ca. They're a Halifax-based podcast producer who takes care of all the editing, all the cutting, all of the making everything sound pretty even when I don't. And I couldn't be happier with the work that they do. So if you're looking to get your podcast produced, I'd really recommend you check them out.